Good evening and welcome to the Williamson County School Board meeting for March 30th. This is our virtual meeting. We have our board members at home uh, with their computers and we're on, on a uh, Zoom program here. And so we're going to, uh, first thing we're going to do is record the attendance and uh, Rebecca is going to call everybody's name out individually. And if you'd uh, answer that you're present, please do so. And if you're not here, don't bother answering. <laughs> Rebecca? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Okay. Angela Durham? Here. Dan Cash? Dan Cash? Present. Dan, can you hear me? Dan Cash? Present. Elliot Mitchell? Here. Brad Fiska? Here. Gary Anderson? Here. Jack Albrecht? Present. Sheila Cleveland? Present. Sandy Emerson? Present. Rick Wimberly? Here. Eric Welch? Here. Casey Hall? Here. Nancy Garrett? Here. Okay. Did so. you get me, Dan Cash? I, I didn't hear. Yes, Dan. yes, sir. We got yeah, you. we got you, Dan. All right. The next thing we'll do is our Pledge of Allegiance. We have our okay. American flag back here, and then a moment of silence. And uh, Jason and I will lead lead the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge, pledge allegiance, allegiance to, the to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Now, our moment of silence. Thank you. Board members, uh, the Williamson County School Board is meeting electronically because it is necessary to protect public health, safety, and welfare in light of the coronavirus. We have two items uh, in keeping with this. The first one is Williamson County School Board meeting held pursuant to executive order number 16, signed by Governor Bill Lee. We need a motion on that uh, and take a vote to make sure everyone's fine with us meeting this way. Anyone like to make a motion? Motion. They had Nancy, Nancy Garrett's hand up. Sure. Thank you, Chairman Anderson. I make a motion that the Williamson County School Board is meeting electronically because it's necessary to protect public health, safety, and welfare in the light of the coronavirus issue. Thank you. Anyone like to second that motion? Let's see. Second. Mr. Second. Second. Yes, I, I second Nancy's motion. All right, uh, thank you. May I have a point of order, please? Yes, sir. Uh, can we, when we're done with this particular motion, maybe we need to set some instructions on, on how we want to uh, make motions and uh, seconds and I guess obviously just request for comment going forward. Oh, no, Yes, I think the best way that we can see here is to look at who puts their hand up, and we can see that as the one who wants to make the motion in second. Is there any 
Any further comments or discussions on the motion and second? Point of order, Gary. Yes, sir. Can we just, can we, can you mute everybody or everybody mute themselves? They, they just muted you. All right, so, and now we need to go and do a roll call vote on this. Ms. Rebecca? Okay. Mr. Chair, if I may, before Rebecca starts speaking, I want to let you all know that when he asks for a roll call vote, everybody will be unmuted. So if you could, to the best of your ability, wait quietly until each one has a chance to speak. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Rebecca. Okay. You ready? Okay. Angela Durham? Approved, yes. And Cash? Yes. Dan, Dan Cash. Dan answered. Yes. Okay. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. Fred Fiska. Yes. Gary Anderson. Yes. Doug Galbraith. Yes. Sheila Cleveland. Yes. Sandy Emerson. Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Casey Hall? Yes. Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 12 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you, board. The next item we need to do is a waiver of the Williamson County School Board Policy 1.400 School Board Meetings and Work Sessions. Anyone like to make a motion with this one? And I see Ms. Garrett's hand is up. Go ahead, Yes, thank Garrett. you, Mr. Chairman. I make a motion that Williamson County Schools waive School Board Policy 1.400 School Board Meetings and Work Sessions. Uh, the reasoning for this motion is that is the executive order from the governor. Thank you. Uh, I have Mr. Hall for a second. Are you seconding this motion? Second. All right. Any further comments or discussions on this one? Okay. I see none. Then uh, Rebecca, if you'd please do a roll call vote on this one, please. Dan Cash. Dan Cash. It says that all the participants. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. Brad Fiscus. Yes. Gary Anderson. Yes. Jack Albert. Yes. Sheila Cleveland. Yes. Andy Emerson? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Tracy Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 12 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you. Next, next item we have is items of particular public interest or public comment. Uh, since we are doing this um, virtually, we do not have any public comment this evening. And so we'll move on to our next item, which is the approval of the agenda. Would anyone like to make a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting? 
Uh, Sheila Cleveland, if you go ahead, you were the first one to click in. To um, approve the agenda as it stands. Thank you. And uh, Elliot Mitchell, you were second in. I second, I second uh, Ms. Cleveland's motion. Thank you. Any discussions or comments? Okay, I see none. If we'd go ahead and do another roll call vote, please. Angela Durham? Yes. Cash? Dan Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. 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 Gary Anderson? Yes. Doug Albrecht? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Candy Emerson? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. H.C. Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 12 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you, board. The next item is approval of the consent agenda. There's only one item on that this evening. It's the February 17th school board meeting minutes. Would anyone like to make a motion for the approval of the consent agenda? I see Elliot Mitchell. If you I move, I move that we approve the consent agenda. Thank you, and Angela Durham is the next. I second approval of the consent agenda. Okay, any further comments or discussions on the consent agenda? Okay, I see none. If we go ahead and do a roll call vote, please. Durham? Yes. Dan Cat. Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fisker? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Judge Alvarez? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Andy Emerson? Andy yes. Emerson? Rick Wendley? Yes. 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 Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. And Nancy Garrett? Yes. 12 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you. Our next item is the communications to the board. It's the superintendent's report. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, I want to let uh, the public know that the board met last Thursday evening, had a pretty detailed discussion in a work session. That work session went about three hours long, and that, that uh, work session audio and video is actually recorded and posted on our website. Uh, our board asked me to give a quick synopsis of that, obviously not go through all that detail because there was so much detail discussed mainly about the, uh, the coronavirus and, uh, and our approach to that, including a timeline. 
but, uh, but I am going to give you uh, just a couple of minutes of a synopsis of where we are and invite the public to feel free to pull up that, that, uh, that meeting, that work session off our website uh, within, our, within our board uh, web page if they would like some of the additional detail. So, so to, get, to get us started, I want to let you all know that uh, 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 Williams County Schools are closed through April 24th. TCAP and end of course tests have all been canceled by the state. ACT dates have been pushed back to at least June 13th and perhaps later. Our Commissioner of Education has issued a blanket waiver of school days notifying all school districts across the state that she will automatically waive these school days missed as a result of the coronavirus. Uh, likewise, our legislature, it, while it was in session, authorized our State Board of Education to make some substantial modifications to a number of laws governing schools in light of the coronavirus pandemic, which includes uh, discussion of high school credits and graduation requirements, some issues related to teachers and licensure as well. The State Board of Education has a meeting scheduled for April 9th uh, of, uh, of 2020 to make some decisions on that. So there are some things we know in the context of what's gone on uh, outside of this district, and there's some things that we are waiting on as the state makes a decision. But what is apparent to us is that the plan in Tennessee from a state level is to honor the governor's request that we close and to not extend schools into the summer. And I felt like it was important to mention that because there has been some discussion on all sides of that question. The question of what should we close immediately or should we, or should we try, to, try to have some school in the summer? And you all know that there's actually an agenda item on the, uh, on the agenda uh, related to that. So as we went through our, our, our spring break, uh, we put a learning plan together, knowing that we would be out uh, for an indefinite amount of time. We posted those resources, and parents can find those on ClassLink uh, uh, through, through, through our online services. We did that work at both the elementary and secondary level, uh, and that was done by grade level, by both grade level at the elementary and at the secondary level, even course specific, so that every course we have uh, we, we, we put some materials together, uh, some resources for students to look at. We let you know that these were baseline materials, that because we knew that there were many teachers who would not have the ability to produce specific instructional materials, specific resources for students in their classes, that we had teams of teachers get together and put these baseline materials together. We posted those on our website on Thursday, last Thursday as we're sitting here uh, on Monday. Uh, and, and, but we also know that many teachers are going to be able to post additional materials on Google Classroom as well. But again, the intent of this was so that there would be a baseline. Uh, and I tell you, we looked at those on Thursday. The work our teachers did was incredible at both the elementary and secondary level. The detail involved, uh, the, 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 the plans, the recommendations for daily work for students was, was, was a really heavy lift by what I have said is a, is a really strong team of folks. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. Since we met on Thursday, there have been a number of people look at the website. We've even seen some hits from across the country and even some, even some local neighbors of ours uh, to see the materials that, we, that we've had. Um, so in addition to those materials that we discussed in detail and actually had a presentation on, we also made sure that our families had access to those materials by hard copy. So I want to give you a little bit of information related to that. 
Since Thursday, our elementary schools have given out over 9,000 hard copy packets uh, for, for our parents of elementary school students. Now to give you some idea of that, we have about 13,500 elementary school students. So a majority of our elementary families have chosen the hard copy version, even though many of them have internet access. Uh, and, and so that's, a, that's in, in substantial and stark contrast to what we've received related to our secondary uh, materials. Uh, uh, so far, we have had a total of 133 secondary families, that's grades six through 12, actually ask for hard copies of our materials. So there's a vast difference between how our elementary families are choosing to look at the material and how our secondary families are choosing to look at the material. Likewise, we made sure that we had a plan to, to give devices to families who might not have one at home. And I'm talking specifically about Chromebooks. Uh, we, we did a distribution for high school students to come pick up Chromebooks if they didn't have one at home didn't have a device at home, we had 227 total pickups. Fairly, fairly small number given the total number of our students. Today we did a middle school pickup uh, and we had 353 families pick up a Chromebook for middle school students. We have a similar schedule for elementary students, families to pick up Chromebooks if, uh, if they need one, scheduled for this coming Wednesday. Uh, and so we'll be very curious to see um, how how that turns out. Um, we also intend as part of that uh, to make sure that we, uh, that we make that open once, uh, once we have this first round because I think it's possible someone might come and ask for a Chromebook uh, in, in the interim. But I think what we've seen in this is number one, the elementary school families uh, have, have really preferred to get that hard copy because there's so much on the, on the internet with our secondary schools. It seems apparent that the preference is to, to get online. Now, I will tell you also, that's consistent with that, how we've been teaching these last few years at WCS. Uh, largely speaking, our secondary schools tend to emphasize the Google Classroom, and there's a lot more interaction going on uh, at, the, at the secondary level than especially the lower grades at the, at the primary school. So uh, in addition to giving you guys an overview, there's a little bit of extra information that we even didn't have on Thursday. So one of the things we emphasized in our learning plan was for, was for teachers to communicate with parents uh, through the avenues that we have, through Skyward, through email, through Google Classroom, through the telephone, et cetera. Uh, and I mentioned it last week in just three days after I asked our teachers to do that, even though they were officially off work because we were still using our stockpiled inclement weather days through last Wednesday, even when they were still off work our teachers overwhelmed me with a volume of communication they introduced to, to their parents. In those three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we had over a half million, a half million email communications uh, to and from our parents after, after we made sure that, that, uh, that uh, we, we invited teachers to do that. That's so encouraging to me because it tells me that our teachers really care about our students, really care about that communication. Uh, and, and we've also asked our teachers to, to communicate by email at least daily, check their email at least daily, be a resource to, the, to their students as they're looking at these materials that we've placed online, recommend materials to particular students, 
assist students when there's questions related to, the, when those, to, to those materials when a question comes up. We've asked teachers to do regular updates uh, for, for, their, for their children. We've asked special ed teachers to check on accessibility, check on every student uh, who, who they're taking care of, speak to the family members uh, related to that. And that's a very short synopsis of all that detail uh, we talked about last Thursday about our process. Uh, in addition to that, we have some plans to continue some of this work. The elementary, the elementary um, team is finishing up the work that they started. Uh, there's a small amount of this school year that still uh, is, is, is up for, for, for some of the materials that so many of our parents have. Uh, likewise, we've asked the secondary to continue the work they're doing. Every class is a little bit different. Every class at the secondary level has a minimum two weeks worth of materials online right now, but the teams that, that have worked on that are continuing to work to make sure that we have those materials through the end of this school year. Now, again, that's a baseline. And remember, we've invited teachers to add to that in their Google Classroom. And often families are gonna see that their particular teachers are going to suggest something that may be related to what the teacher knows about a particular student and the work they can do. One of the things that we emphasized on Thursday is we've, we've made the decision that we are not going to require uh, any student turn, turn in the work. We're not going to require that the grades be recorded. We're not gonna require that we take attendance. And we walk through all the details of, of our reasoning on that. Uh, in that long meeting we had in our work session. So in deference to what I mentioned earlier, I wanna, I, I wanna make sure that folks know that they can go back and work through that discussion. We're also gonna include some information if we haven't already on our FAQs related to that, because I know that for you as board members, uh, that question has come up a lot. But as we spent all that time talking on Thursday, one theme came out from you all as board members. And I appreciate the engagement we've had over these last few weeks during those days we were closed during the spring break time and into last week when we had our work session. And the theme I got from so many of you was that you really wanted a more personal touch. That it was important to you that our teachers have that personal connection with families as their children are, are stuck at home honoring the governor's and the CDC's request that we, that we respect that social distancing. So after that Thursday meeting, we spent some time brainstorming, and I wanna give you some updates on where we are related to that. Uh, uh, we, we talked about teachers being able to, to post videos, uh, about teachers, so the decision we made was that we opened the door for teachers to prepare and post video communications to their students with, uh, with, our, with their principal's review. We've also created some training schedules for our teachers. You may recall that one of the things I talked about was uh, the, the scope of both teacher training and student uh, com comfort in a pure online, uh, on a pure on online status was, was not something we had trained for. Uh, so we have some scheduled trainings uh, for teachers to, to learn how to do these videos. And those are, those are, those are gonna start uh, tomorrow and extend into this week and we're gonna, record those and make sure that teachers can follow that. We're also doing some trainings on Google Classroom for those teachers who haven't been aggressively using that asset so that they can learn how to post things better uh, on, on that website. 
at the secondary level, especially, we've had a few parents these last uh, couple of days ask for the phone calls that we talked about to be with the students rather than the parents. Uh, not so much at the elementary, right? Because it's, it's, it's fairly common for elementary school teachers to call parents. It's less common at the secondary level. So we've opened the door for that to happen with parents' permission. Parents just send a quick email uh, uh, giving the, the teacher permission to have that conversation with the students. And we believe that those conversations are going to largely be about some specific questions related to a particular class uh, um, as, as the students are going through those incredible online resources that we have. Uh, we've also heard from parents and from, and from some of you who've heard from your families asking for some, some, uh, some, some additional navigational information, especially related to the, to the elementary materials. Um, we have posted uh, navigational suggestions uh, for what parents can do on a daily basis on our website and in the hard copy materials they've, they've gotten. But I know that some parents have had some questions about how much should I do on a daily basis. And so our elementary folks are working on that and we'll make sure that we have some additional communications with our families related to that. You may also have noticed just a few hours before we started our meeting uh, that, that we've, we've started publishing some Miss You videos uh, with, a, with a number of folks from the district that are being prepared by our communications department, Carol Birdsong and, and her wonderful staff. So we're gonna have a combination of those, of those communications from, from, from the district as a whole as well as from individual teachers as they work to do that. I do wanna let you know that like we talked about, there's gonna be a variance from teacher to teacher because we do have a little over 3,000 teachers. Uh, and we also have some variance in the, in the students' ability and skills in accessing that online curriculum. Final thing I wanted to mention about that is we have put a major emphasis on accessibility for, for students. And it's accessibility for students with disabilities plus accessibility for students who might not have access uh, to, uh, to, to internet service. Final thing that we've done uh, with respect to the, to, the, to the questions you had from us on Thursday uh, is related to interactive classrooms. Many of you asked questions about interactive classrooms, so I wanna tell you where we are with that. I'll let you know that we would brainstorm over that after our Thursday night meeting. Uh, and our instructional uh, technology staff has been working hard on that. They've been preparing some recommendations on settings on some of those interactive, interactive examples. We've also noticed that nationally, some of, those, some of those entities have actually sent some information out to schools in response to some of the concerns that we actually shared with you on Thursday. As a quick example, Zoom sent out an email uh, on Friday evening letting schools know that they have changed the default setting uh, in, in a Zoom conference to only allow the presenter to post materials online. So the discussions that we had with you about our concerns related to some of those online interactive, interactive uh, uh, devices and software packages uh, are, those, are similar issues that some of these national and international companies have heard as well. Um, so we're, we're working on balancing that, student, that need to have student privacy with the value of having live discussions. Um, we are in the process and will be piloting uh, the, the, uh, the, a, a Zoom uh, process 
through our IB students uh, this week, and we're going to see how it goes. We, we believe that with, with those folks working on it, the plans that our instructional staff has uh, with recommended settings will be able to be vetted uh, through, through some work with some students. And I want to I mentioned vetting because one of the questions you all asked as well was, do you need a change in the acceptable use agreement uh, to affect this? And, and my answer to you is no, because the existing AUG allows our instructional uh, technology staff to vet products to make sure that, that we're still in keeping with the student privacy and the protections that our community has valued for so long. So we're working on that balance. Um, some, some other improvements that, that we're working on since we spoke on Thursday uh, is, uh, is, um, is, the, is reading library books and posting some videos related to that, uh, exploring regular check-in calls from, from parents, uh, from, from teachers with parents. Uh, and so I felt like it was important to tell you that quick, very quick synopsis of where we've been without spending you know, a couple of hours on it, but also let you know that your voices as board members have been heard because we know that you were speaking for those families in your district. Now, I also got to tell you, I mentioned at our work session that, that we are conservative. We are conservative in, in making sure that we protect our students, but at the same time, this is a very unusual situation. And so we are working through our instructional technology staff, through training of our teachers to find a way to balance uh, um, our, our need to be conservative and protecting our students with making sure that those students know they're loved and making sure that those students have access to their teachers with those resources. Jason, we have four board members who's got questions for you. If, if you're ready for those. Yes, sir, I am. All right, uh, I don't know what, what, you, uh, what, what board members you can see at home, but what we have is Rick Wimberly, Brad Fiscus, Casey Haw, and then Jay Galbraith. So, Mr. Wimberly, you're up first. Uh, first of all, Mr. Golden, good update. Thank you very much. Um, a lot of progress has been made. Um, but I have to say, when, when you start talking about half a million emails and some of the accessibility uh, things that are going on, I, I have a little lump in my throat. Uh, that's really impressive. Uh, you and your, your team and, and the teachers um, really are stepping up without a doubt. Here's the question I have, though. The, um, the learning plan and the resources sound good. They sound like they're even getting better every day. But here's the question. Some families will use these resources extensively. Other families, for whatever reason, won't use the resources extensively. Some students will stick to them. Others won't. Parents will stick to them. Others won't. And, and uh, I think that's to be expected and and uh, particularly in this environment. So here's the question. How, how do you assure the ones who uh, use the resources to a great degree that their effort will not be for naught if we don't have school until next fall, which seems like a probability if we aren't going to have school in the summer and how do you help the parents and the kids and the families who haven't been able to use the resources for whatever reason uh, as extensively that they won't be behind? Thank you, those, those are uh, very good questions. 
So to answer your first question about ensuring that it's that uh, that the work is is not for naught, um, one of the things that we focused on is making sure students stay engaged, and that's extremely important, uh, especially at our elementary levels. There's an emphasis on on review as as elementary students are building that base so that they can prepare for for their future. Uh, teachers use the term spiraling. Uh, there is a lot of value, no matter when, no matter how, in that spiraling, which is spend time on the subject matter. And so any time that a student spends on that is valuable. I will, I'm going to mention specifically reading. Uh, we've, we've talked about the phrase read, read, read. Uh, any reading an elementary school student does is valuable. Uh, the other point of emphasis in the elementary materials is mathematics. Uh, and so, as, as anybody who's been through school knows, math builds on itself. So the more a student does, the more adept they are and the more prepared they are uh, for the future related to that. A third big piece of what we have at the elementary level is an arts package, a fine arts package, and that's going to promote the student's enjoyment of, uh, of, of, of those things that you get in school. And so we do emphasize to parents to use those as, as, as resources. Now the opposite of that spectrum is exactly what you pointed out, that if somebody can't or you know, is unable to or doesn't uh, follow up as much, uh, then the question is, how are we gonna ensure that, that, that we're taking care of them? We know based on what's happening at the state level, there is going to be a need for some additional spiraling, especially with those elementary standards that were designed to cover these last few weeks of school. And I say the last few weeks of school, but because TCAP was scheduled for the, meet, for the middle of April, that's the state testing. And because of that, our scope and sequence was designed to finish our new material process to the end of April, not to, to the middle of April, not to the end of May. And so we do intend, and that's part of what we'll be working on the summer, uh, to have some, some, uh, some spiraling of those last few standards in the event we are for sure closed for the end of the year. But as I told you all, we're closed through April 24th. Uh, so, so if we're able to go back before then, we will review those elementary standards that we haven't had a chance to touch on in a traditional classroom setting now. And if we can't, then we'll work on that early in the school year with that spiraling process. At the secondary level, a similar issue. Uh, that's, that that uh, students will have that power to, to review, but more than that, we put new material out for those secondary students. So they will be able to get those materials with a conversation with their teachers. The teachers will be able to help them on specific issues, but again, we are going to plan for that review. At the highest level of our secondary schools, uh, there are AP classes. The, the College Board administers the AP test. They have announced that they are only, only going to test for the first 75% of the material this year nationally. That's another national recognition that this third quarter is, uh, is not going to be consistently, uh, consistently applied uh, across the nation because this COVID virus has, has had such an impact. And so we're very um, excited about the possibility for our students taking AP classes with the work our, 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 uh, our teachers are doing to help doubly prepare those students for that material that we've already gone through. Long answer, but that was a, it's a very simple question that really takes a complex answer. Okay, anything else, Rick? 
No, thank you very much, Jason. All right. Then uh, we have Mr. Fiscus, you're up. There we go. Um, uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you because I know that um, I personally have uh, have interacted with you and, and Denise, uh, Dr. Goodwin, over the last few days, just sharing concerns from parents. Um, and just thank you for your responsiveness. Thank you, Dr. Goodwin, for your quick email the other night. I didn't expect you to email me back at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, but you did, and I appreciate that. So I think many of the things that you've talked about, uh, Mr. Golden, in the update, will help answer some of those questions that I've been getting even today, this afternoon. Um, the, the word that I'm hearing from parents that I've shared is that, um, and maybe you can add some reassurance to them, that they're this sense of overwhelmness. They're, they're overwhelmed by just trying to um, understand how to engage their child, but also how to do work from home and, and so on. And I know that's something that you all have talked about. And then the other question that I have, and I hope this is not a surprise, but President Trump today said that till April 30th um, uh, is, is following the CDC guidelines of social distancing till April 30th. So um, I just wanted to put that out there as well. So, Thank you. I'll, I'll address the, the last piece first. We have heard that as well. Uh, at the same time, our governor's had a press conference. He did not address that at this time. Uh, and so we do anticipate, uh, if that's the case, then we may be looking at, at something longer. Uh, no matter what our plan is to, uh, it, it's, is designed to maintain that student engagement, uh, whether, whether we go back on April 24th, April 30th, or, or, or don't uh, go back. I mentioned to you all at the work session that after April 24th, we actually officially have 19 more instructional days scheduled in our calendar, um, but we recognize there's a real possibility that may not happen. My second one, I really would like to ask Ms. Goodwin uh, to address. We've had some really good detailed questions about that, and we, we agonized over that question. If we give such a, such a good comprehensive package, is a parent gonna feel like, oh my, I have to, I have to do it all, I have to push. Um, and, and, and Denise is um, a, a veteran of, of elementary teaching, a veteran of elementary leadership. Uh, she's been a principal, of course. She is our assistant superintendent for elementary schools. And I just love the gentleness of, of her approach with families. And so because of that, I'd like to invite her uh, to, to share her answer to that as well. Thank you, um, Superintendent Golden. Um, thank you, Brad, for your kind words. We have at the elementary level, Brent, Laura, and I um, spoken to the elementary administrators uh, almost every day about the importance of communicating with parents. Uh, what we provided for them in, in terms of resources was um, activities to keep children engaged. Um, our parents, like our students, are overachievers. Uh, they thought maybe they were supposed to just do it all and, and you know, have a very succinct schedule for their children. Um, we don't view it that way. And so I keep asking, and I think our administrators are, are really taking hold of this, to help parents, even if they need to have the teachers come back and say, they gave you a schedule. If that's not good, let me break it down for you as it pertains to your child. Here are the areas of, of SPIRAL review 
and um, resources that I think will help your child specifically. So let's look at it as an individual case by case. Not instructing, but guiding the parents on how to help their kids review, review the major work of their grade level, how we go back and do the things that will impact, just like Mr. Golden mentioned, their foundational, um, because everything we do at elementary builds. <clears throat> so I think um, if we can keep that message out there, a lot of parents are grabbing hold of it and they're doing a much better job of it. So that's on us to keep bringing that to uh, our parents. I don't want parents overwhelmed. Everybody's stressed. We don't want children overwhelmed. They are not sure what's going on in their world as it is. They know they need to be in school. They want to be in school. So we want to take and, and handhold this from a very individual le uh, level with teachers. And our principals are guiding their teachers that way. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, our next um, speaker is Mr. Hall. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I really appreciate the, uh, the efforts and the tremendous amount of work that's been done over the last week and prior to that. Um, you know, and, and Superintendent Golden, um, you've been exceptionally responsive to the community and uh, what we've passed along as board members. And I, I want everybody to realize that this is the largest school board in Tennessee. And times like this, that makes a tremendous burden on the superintendent <laughs> when you have 12 people coming at you with ideas, feedback from the community and all of that. So I know that that just being re responsive to us in addition to the many administrators and staff that you uh, are taking care of as well uh, is greatly appreciated. So um, I really wanna express the, the appreciation. A Couple other things to emphasize from the work session. Um, I think I, I still appreciate the commitment to a graduation ceremony and keeping that uh, for the seniors. And um, also to reiterate um, some of the concerns Mr. Fiscus expressed and um, uh, Denise addressed, but also um, Nancy's suggestion from the work session last Thursday about possibly having videos or some other you know, general walkthroughs. Um, if you address that tonight, I apologize, but something like that to help crack the seal. One of the, uh, one of the kind of use case scenarios is thinking about the parent who has kids at every grade level uh, and how they're gonna absorb this material and help each of their kids uh, stay engaged, as you said, and successful. So I really appreciate hearing that that's been looked at significantly. And uh, I know we're on a very fast track and we're not where we're gonna be, but where we're at right now is really commendable. Thank you for that. And, uh, and you're right, Ms. Garrett um, suggested on Thursday that we take a portion of what our professionals has, had presented to you uh, and, 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 and uh, cut and paste that so the parents have that. We are, we are working on that so that the families can get a little bit better grasp of, of how to navigate that, especially uh, at the elementary level. And you mentioned something also that I really didn't emphasize, but this continues to be a work in progress. Um, so many school districts are looking, looking uh, at each other, uh, trying to figure out best practices. We don't have a monopoly on, great, on, the, on the best ideas, uh, but we do have the ability uh, to learn from each other. And so I, I do anticipate, especially with y'all's suggestion 
back on Thursday to, to make this more personal, uh, that we're gonna continue to grow and improve on this. One of the things I mentioned is we dropped 100% online on everybody at the same time with no training. Uh, and so that is something that, that will continue to evolve. And I think ultimately we're gonna be better for it. Uh, we're, we're gonna, no matter what we choose, there will be some folks who would have preferred something a little bit different, but we've made that decision based on the balance of everything uh, to, to get it started this way, knowing that we'll have the ability to improve as we progress. Thank you, sir. Our next speaker is Mr. Galbraith. Thank you, Mr. Chair, um, Jason, and all your your staff and teachers. Thank you for um, for all the work that you've that you've done um, both this week and um, or last week, and then just in the time between our our board meeting on Thursday night and tonight. Um, just the for allowing the uh, working on allowing for teachers to make video uh, instruction just kind of responding to the board in that way and um, and I look forward to to hopefully zoom being rolled out to the larger uh, audience of students so that I think that'll be a, a great help but and I just wanted to to, to add from um, from a parents perspective um, I got emails from I believe all of um, our teachers between Friday and Monday um, with specific instruction from uh, for each class uh, not I guess direction on how to use the resources so they had sequenced them that the kids aren't used to and the parents aren't used to seeing things in in the scope and sequence type format they're used to seeing things what do I need to do Monday and Tuesday so um, breaking it and teachers are used to that transition uh, so I think that's a that'll be a big uh, that was a, a really big help in making that big mound of resources manageable for a student and a parent um, so quick question um, I just have two tonight um, is there a, a breakdown of students who broke who requested packets so I'm just wondering if it's more so the the younger K two grades versus three to five, and then are we are we helping? Are we trying to figure out if there's a correlation between those who don't have internet access, and are we trying to figure out which which students still need that access, if that's possible? Uh, thank you. I'll let I'll let Miss Goodwin add, uh, add add to this after I answer. Um, we have about thirteen thousand five hundred elementary students, and about nine thousand got packets. Um, the bit I heard was it skews a little bit towards the younger grades, but it's it's fairly fairly widespread. And, and, and it may be that part of that is a parent has children at multiple grade levels. And you, you know the way we structured that was we had tables outside; somebody could just run up, grab. Uh, and so at, I looked at it by by school level. And it was widely comprehensive across all schools. Uh, and so I didn't see, at least in that implied data, any indication that it's related to a particular rural area versus a suburban area that, where a rural area might not have as, as easy an access to, to, uh, to, the, to uh, a Wi-Fi, or they might have a Wi-Fi provider that might have slower bandwidth. I didn't see any relationship there, uh, but Ms. Goodwin can speak to, to some of that detail. Was there and was there was there any 
difference in those we have a couple of pilot one-to-one schools just interested if it was slightly less than those um i did not see that i will tell you uh, uh we do we have a uh, and, and that's a fifth grade at both lipscomb elementary and college grove elementary uh, I did not see the data on that. It's possible Ms. Goodwin uh, got that uh, uh, because we did have different copies of packets. Um, so I'll, I'll let her answer that specific question. But I want to make sure the board knows and the community knows that we were piloting one-to-one at, the, at fifth grade in those two schools, but the students actually didn't take their device home with them. It was just that they were assigned one to physically carry from class to class. And so Ms. Goodwin can give you some detail if she has that because I don't. Um, thank you, uh, Superintendent Golden. Uh, uh, Mr. Galbraith, we did not break it down by grade level. Uh, I can go back and get you some information on that. When I looked at the numbers, um, I didn't see a big uh, dispar uh, disparity between Lipscomb's numbers that were picked up as packets and anyone's anyone else. Um, the larger elementary schools, of course, had the, the majority of their packets uh, in numbers. Um, it did lean uh, just from talking with principals toward the primary grades, and that's because that's how they do the bulk of their work anyway, is um, hard copy. Um, the kindergartners can get on iPads. First and second grades, they do a little bit of work on Chromebooks. The majority of the Chromebook work is at third, fourth, and fifth. Um, but again, pretty well across the board, parents preferred, if I, if I read this right, uh, hard copies of, of what we sent out. But if you'd like, I can go and ask them to break it down by grade level. Happy that's, to do that. That's not a, that's not a big deal. Just was no. thank you. Mr. Galbraith, if I may, uh, I do have a little bit of middle school data that might put a little bit of a little bit of a, um, a, of some, some uh, answer to your question. Brentwood Middle School had three hard copy packets and they are a true one-to-one -one pilot. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, and just one, one last thing, I, I know I spoke to this on Thursday, but um, I'd like to talk about this as a, as a topic of conversation um, at our next work session, but um, I just want to understand what we are, what we're doing um, in, the, in the next month or two while, while we still have all of our teachers to, I just want to make sure that we're putting together a plan to be able to prepare for the fall and beyond um, so that we have all of our instructional materials in this format, but that we, I mean, I, I still wanna see us be able to take that next step and provide instruction. So um, whatever it takes for, um, so I just wanna have a good robust conversation with the board um, about this. And, you know, we didn't really have, have a conversation about whether or not we were going to shut down completely or to go to this online resources. But um, I want to, I just want to be out ahead of it because given I've got, there's lots of projections out there of what the fall is going to look like. Nobody really knows. Um, but we, we, it's a very real possibility that we, that we spend some, some amount of time in the next school year uh, at home. And I want to make sure that it's a seamless transition between home and, and school. We don't have to shut down for, for any, any number of days. That's a really good suggestion. And we, we did talk about this real briefly on Thursday. Uh, uh, the, at the elementary level, they are working uh, these next few weeks on completing that year's worth of package. Obviously, there'll be some need from time to time to update that. At the secondary level, 
it's a much heavier lift. And those of you who've gotten into the secondary materials can, can see that because we have around 200 different courses. Uh, and so uh, um, we agree that there's a lot of value in us having a, having a plan and a program to have these materials as a baseline uh, at, at all grade levels to prepare for this eventuality, right? Across the nation and really across the world, this is new territory for just about everybody. Different districts have, are at different places on the continuum of, of online classes, no matter what terminology you use. And uh, there are some states way ahead of Tennessee uh, on, on online curriculum. But one piece of good I see coming out of this is that if we continue that effort, we're gonna, we're gonna be able to have some materials that, that really do give us that baseline without, without, um, without much more than continued update. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, our next speaker is Mr. Mitchell, and then after him, we have Ms. Garrett. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, um, Mr. Golden, I, I echo uh, my colleagues. I think it's uh, the work that your staff has done is, is, is really awesome, and, and they should all be commended for their dedication to the children in, in their care. Um, you don't have to reply to any of these comments. It's just suggestions for the most part from me. Um, I do think it's important that we devise a way for public comment for our online meetings. Uh, we, we need to, I feel like we need to have feedback coming back to us uh, and, and, and public comment in our meetings is recorded uh, and we need to figure out that, whether it's put it in paper and submit it or something or another. Um, I would like to, I got online today to try to go look at uh, the online material thinking that I would hack my way through it and you know and then remembered that what you had said it was access uh, login only uh, can the board members get logins to 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 that material so we can be able to uh, see its easy use or or what what our constituents are talking about. Absolutely, we'll make sure we do that. And just FYI, some of the elementary materials are actually available straight from the website, but there's other materials that still have copyrights that, uh, that we have to keep available in ClassLink. Uh, I felt like it's important to mention that, but absolutely we can give the board members uh, that same access that parents have. Okay, I didn't, I didn't find the stuff that was directly, that, that was uh, um, general access, but, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time looking. Um, I, the, from a parent standpoint, uh, I think you talked about doing an instructional video for parents. I think I, I would suggest that maybe do a Facebook Live video for parents to walk them through, maybe one per uh, grade, not necessarily grade level, but uh, secondary versus elementary, maybe because there would be different needs per teacher. Um, you know, <coughs> maybe at the individual school levels, the grades, maybe Zoom classes for parents that are interested on it, you know, kind of at night have a, and make it invitation, obviously invitation only, you could talk about it, but uh, give, let's give some resources to our, give some uh, uh, continuing education to our, <coughs> to our parents. Uh, in using this online stuff. Uh, and again, I'm looking, I think that 
that uh, my anecdotal evidence based on emails to us seems to imply that we've calmed it down a little bit by putting the curriculum out there. I haven't seen as much uh, uh, emails from, from parents at least coming to the whole board. Uh, but I do think it's all about, we need to continue to seek feedback from our parents since they're the ones that are, are being expected to manage this process. And we, so we can continue, have a, have a, a constant uh, effort to refine and improve what we're doing. Thank you. Thank you for that. And Mr. Chair, if I may mention one thing, the governor's executive order that's opened up the door for us to have this meeting uh, ends on May 18th for your information. Okay. Our next speaker is Ms. Garrett. Thank you, Chairman Anderson. Just real briefly, um, one of the things I've noticed is that um, from parents I've talked to um, today and Friday, uh, they were not aware that the course specific resources were out there. Um, and this is a very fast moving situation. And because of the particulars of the situation, I think that we just cannot over communicate. Um, so I wonder if, if it's worth having some follow ups from principals. Um, and, and granted at the, at the high school level, some of those emails might be going directly to students and that has seemed to be the case. Um, and the reason why parents didn't understand that the course specific resources were out there. Uh, but I just wanted to emphasize that those, those communications are so important. Um, I also wanted to say, and I spoke about this at the work session, that um, this has been a great time to pick up the phone and call people. Um, Today I had a conversation with someone who had written me for my district and, and um, we both sat on our computers and looked at those resources that were available. And she was thinking that it was just the, the resources that were provided, the general resources that were provided over spring break. But then when she saw that there were course specific resources, um, she felt much better about what was out there for her student and that uh, her student could proceed with the learning that um, she hoped the student would would take advantage of. So um, I want to say I appreciate everyone who gets in touch with us about this. And this is truly a way that we can help people get to the information that they need. Thank, thank you for that. Ms. Thank you for that, Ms. Garrett. Um, you know, one of the things we've known before now, but it's just been reemphasized is different people communicate in different ways. And so I think there is some value in not only re repeating the message, but in communicating it in, in different venues using different media uh, for that very reason. Within a couple of hours of us originally posting this material on Thursday, uh, we, had, uh, we had over 40,000 hits on the material, uh, but obviously that not everybody got that message at the very first time. So thank you for that suggestion. Thank you. Um, Golden, do you have anything else in your report? Uh, no, sir, I do not, other than to say uh, thank you again to our teachers and the commitment they have to our families. Thank you to the families. Uh, we have so many great parents uh, who love their children, and we want to be, be that part of helping you um, raise your children in general, but especially in this time, uh, we, we, we want to make sure that we're as, as good and as valuable 
and as robust a resource for you as we can be. So continue to communicate uh, with us, communicate with your teachers uh, and, your, and your principals, and thank you for letting us serve your children. Thank you, sir. Uh, the next item is the board chairman's report. I want to uh, thank everybody for their patience through all of this. The staff has done a wonderful job, as everyone has pointed out, but the patience of the parents, the students, the teachers, administration has been really good. And I, I appreciate it very much knowing what everyone has to go through at this time. So the only other thing I want to say is stay safe and hopefully this will be over with in a, in a shorter time than everyone thinks and we can get back to the business of uh, how we normally like to run our school district. Uh, if anyone have any questions for me? All right, thank you. The next thing is the unfinished business. We do not have any unfinished business, so we go right into new business. And the first item is the 2019-2020 school board budget, general purpose school fund budget amendment. Mr. Golden. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. This particular item on the agenda is uh, moving some donated funds to the appropriate line based upon the feedback uh, our, our CFO, Leslie Holman, has received from the state regarding our accounting processes. So we recommend approval. Anyone like to make a motion on this first item? I see Mr. Mitchell with a motion and Mr. Wimberly uh, was yes. the next one. Mr. Yeah, I, I move to, to approve the item that's currently on the table. Thank you. Second. We have a second. Any further discussion on this item? Okay, I see none. Can we do a roll call vote, please? Yes, sir. Angela Durham. Yes. Dan Cash. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. Brad Biscuit. Yes. Gary Anderson. Yes. Jake Albreth. Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Candy Emerson? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. Well, yes, zero, no, motion passes. Thank you, board. Our next item is the 2020-2021 high school courses. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, you all had a memo we discussed it Thursday for your annual approval of high school courses. Uh, so we uh, ask for your approval. Anyone like to make a motion on this one? Uh, Ms. Durham. I move to approve the high school courses for 2021. Thank you, Mr. Haw. Second. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Any further discussions? Okay, I see none. So, uh, Rebecca, go ahead and uh, do the roll call, please. Angela Durham. Yes. Dan Cash. Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Doug Albrecht? Yes. 
Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Sandy Emerson? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. And Nancy Garrett? Yes. Well, yes, zero, no, motion passes. Thank you, board. Our next item is the 2020-2021 special course applications. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is uh, the annual list of special courses uh, that uh, we are asking the board to adopt so that we can submit that to the state of education, to the to Tennessee Department of Education. Thank you. Recommend approval. Thank you. I would like to make a motion on this one. We have a motion for Ms. Cleveland and then Mr. Fiscus. Ms. Cleveland. Is it? Oh, now I'm unmuted. Okay. I make a motion to approve the special course applications as pre presented. Thank you. Mr. Fiscus, you were next. And I second. Thank you. Any further discussions? Okay, I see none. Megan, would you please call the roll? Angela Durham? Yes. Dan Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Terry Anderson? Yes. Jake Albreth? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Candy Emerson? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 12 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you. Our next item is the textbook adoption committee recommendations. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is the uh, time of uh, not just year, but every six years where we uh, make a request for you to approve the English language arts uh, um, textbook adoption. Likewise, we have some additional uh, textbooks that we're requesting you to approve as well. In, uh, in criminal justice, journalism, and culinary arts. Uh, we've had some discussion at the board work session based upon the materials presented to you and the information related to the teacher selection. Uh, we do recommend approval. Thank you. I would like to make a motion on this one. I see Mr. Wimberly. Yes, move to approve. Okay, Mr. Mitchell, you're next. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second. Anyone have any further comments, questions, or discussions? Okay, I see none. If we could do a roll call vote, please. Angela Durham. Yes. Dan Cash. Yes. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Guy Galbraith? Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. 
Sandy Emerson? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? All from yes. Available. 12 yes, zero no. Motion passes. Thank you, board. We're now into board policies on first reading. The first one is 3.405, commercial advertising on Williamson County school buses. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is first reading, so this policy will go back to the policy committee for second reading. Uh, this includes some work from uh, Ms. Osbrooks, our, our, uh, our general counsel, to, to um, add some additional language related to buses to make sure that, that uh, the advertising that we approve is consistent with the standards uh, in the state. I recommend approval. Okay, uh, first name was Mr. Wimberly. Uh, move to approve. Thank you, then Mr. Cash, you were next. Mr. Cash, would you like to second this motion? Yeah. Yes, I would. Thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, thank you. Um, Mr. Mitchell, did you want to uh, discuss this one now that we have a motion and a second? No, sir. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave my hand up. I okay. All right. Thank you. So we have a motion and a second on this first one on commercial advertising on buses. I see no further discussion. If we go ahead and roll call, please. And Angela Durham? Yes. Dan Cash? Yes. Elliot Mitchell? Yes. Yes. Brad Fiscus? Yes. Gary Anderson? Yes. Jay Galbraith? Yes. Kayla Cleveland. Yes. Candy Emerson. Yes. Rick Wimberly. Yes. Eric Welch. Yes. Casey Hall. Yes. Nancy Garrett. Yes. Twelve yes, zero no. Motion passes. Thank you. We're on the next one, 4.302 field trips. Mr. Golden? Uh, if I may, Mr. Chair, is it public records request? I'm sorry, did I miss that one? The 3.604, the public records request policy. Sorry, Mr. Golden? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, this is a first reading on some proposed changes to the public records request policy to reflect some guidance from the State uh, Office of Open Records. Recommend approval. Anyone like to make a motion on this first reading? Ms. Garrett? I, I make the motion to approve. Thank you. Ms. Durham, you were the next one in. I second the motion. Okay, we have a first and a second. And Mr. Welsh, did you want to speak to it? Thank you. Okay. All right. So we have a motion and a second. Uh, no further comments or questions. If we'll do the roll call vote, please. 
Angela Durham. Approved. Dan Cash. Yes. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. 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 Uh, Brad Biscuit. Yes. Gary Anderson. Yes. Jack Galbraith. Yes. Sheila <laughs> Cleveland. Yes. Candy Emerson. Yes. Rick Wimberly. Yes. Eric Well. <laughs> yes. Casey Hall. Yes. Nancy Garrett. Yes. Twelve yes, zero no. Motion passes. Thank you. Next policy on first reading. Uh, is 4.302 field trips. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. This is a change and actually an addition to the field trip policy to address specifically independently planned field trips. The traditional example might be a, 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 a French teacher who might take uh, students to France and, and on a private trip that's not WCS, recommend approval for first reading. Anyone like to make a motion on this first reading on this policy? Mr. Fiscus. I move to approve. Thank you, Ms. Durham. I second. Thank you. Any further comments or questions? Okay, I see none. We have a motion and a second. If we do the roll call, please. Angela Durham. Yes. Dan Cash. Dan yes. Cash. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. 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 Gary Anderson. Yes. Yes. Jack Albert. <laughs> yes. Kayla <laughs> Cleveland. Yes. Andy Emerson. Yes. Rick Wimberly. Yes. <laughs> Eric Welch? Yes. Tyson Hall? Yes, yes, yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 12 oh. yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you. We're on the next new business item, and it is waiver of the 2019-2020 instructional days. Mr. Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I let the board know the basics of where the state was uh, earlier as I gave you my superintendent's report. This particular request is, uh, is, is uh, my requesting your approval of our submitting the missed days after our 10 inclement weather days have been consumed uh, as, as waived days per the state direction. I will tell you that there's, discuss, there's been some discussion on, on all potential uh, probabilities, but my conclusion based both, both, both on uh, what's appropriate for our community and what the state has done is, is that uh, it's most appropriate for us to, uh, to close out this school year on the regular calendar, uh, knowing that we've missed some days and have the potential to miss others. 
rather than forcing us to go into the summer without knowing at this point uh, when uh, we will be able to return. So based on that, I do recommend that the board approve our waiving the missed instructional days for the 2019-20 calendar year that exceed our 10 stockpile days. Thank you, Mr. Golden. I see for motion, Mr. Hall. Motion to approve. Mr. Fiscus. Second to approve. Okay, any further discussion on this? I Mr. Hall, did you want to speak or did you? No, it was me. No, thank Okay. Mr. Galbraith, did you want to speak? Yes, please. Okay, go ahead. So with regard to this, is this a, a blanket approval for the remainder of the school year or will we have to vote again if we go past the April 24th deadline? That's a great question. The structure of this would uh, allow you to approve it uh, uh, um, even through the end of the school year if, in fact, we end up having to close beyond April 24th. And are, are we still leaving open the possibility that we can continue to, to evaluate the, the manner in which we give instruction and so there may be some instruction for the for at some point for the re during the rest of the year, maybe not before April 24th, but maybe after? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I'm still holding out that possibility. I think we're still um, very close to a month out uh, from, from that deadline. I have had some folks say, hey, we wish you'd just close school for the rest of the year so that we can do some planning for our family. But because there's still that possibility, as we sit here on March 30th, I'm not prepared to, uh, um, to, to, to make that decision that we need to be closed for the remainder of the school year because we're still dependent on the health professionals and the recommendations they make. Great, thank you. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? I see none. Can we have a roll call vote then, please? Angela Durham. Yes. Dan Cash. Yes. Elliot Mitchell. Yes. <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> Elliot votes yes. Elliot? Yeah, okay, thank you. Brad Fiscus. Yes. Gary Anderson. Yes. Jay Galbraith. Yes. Sheila Cleveland? Yes. Candy Emerson? Yes. Rick Wimberly? Yes. Eric Welch? Yes. Casey Hall? Yes. Nancy Garrett? Yes. 12 yes, zero no, motion passes. Thank you. Um, this has been a experience. Uh, First time we've done an official board meeting with votes. Thank you all very much for the way it was conducted and the way, the way it came about. Mr. Golden, do you have any uh, final words for this meeting? Well, you mentioned experience, Mr. Chair, and I, I had an old uh, teacher who said an experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. But uh, that popped into my head when you, <laughs> when you said experience. But I will tell you that 
I think it's important for this community to know how engaged our board has been uh, in this. Uh, it's really been a wonderful experience in, in, uh, in our relationship. We, we've turned some corners, but y'all, we still have some corners to go. Uh, this is not something that's done. We're going to continue to work. This is new to so many of us across the world. Uh, and, uh, and I am convinced that as painful and as hard as this process has been, uh, if, if we focus on the main thing, which is public safety, uh, and, and then we as a school district and our families focus on within that, within that commitment to public safety to keep our students engaged, long term, we're going to be better off for it. So I appreciate your support. I appreciate uh, your, your constructive criticism. And I appreciate the way we've all interacted as a community. Uh, and, uh, and thank you all for your leadership. And thank you, board. I'd like to end this meeting by saying thank you for coming on the way we did, the way we went through this whole process. And I'd like to thank the technology team for putting this all together. It's just been great. So this meeting is adjourned.